1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: We are now on our sixth message on, on prayer, and today we are looking at the power of prayer. The power of prayer, mainly taken from James chapter 4 and verse and verse 2. Prayer is the greatest privilege of the Christian life and the most revolutionary source of power known to man. If we were to take seriously the promises of God and begin to claim them in prayer, we would see miracles on a regular basis. Do you realize that as a child of God, you have the opportunity For an instant, audience with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and we could even say the President of Presidents. Whatever the need, whatever the time, God's calendar is cleared to be with you. His schedule is open for an appointment, and his full attention is devoted to you as a child of God. Why then are we so spiritually needy, so spiritually powerless and fruitless today compared to the first century Christians? Has God changed? Is he less concerned about us than he was to the early disciples? I don't think so. Now, James gives us the reason why we are not Seeing the kind of miracles, the, the answers to prayer that um, we seek. And he says in chapter 4 and verse 2, the last part of the, uh, that, um, uh, that verse, You do not have because you do not ask God. Now, these 10 short words contain the secret of the poverty and powerlessness. Of the average Christian, the average pastor, and the average church. We do not have what we need because we do not ask God. What an indictment of Christians. Many a Christian asks, Why is it that I make so little progress in my Christian life? Why do I have so little victory over sin? Why do I grow so slowly into the likeness of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? And God answers, neglect of prayer. You do not have because you do not ask God. Why is it that there are so few conversions within the churches in our city and indeed the, the, our country? Why does the church grow so slowly? Why does the church struggle so much financially? And again, God answers the lack of prayer. You do not have because you do not ask God. Why is it that the church makes so little headway against sin, against unbelief, against crime in all of its forms? Why is it that Quite often, the, the church is laughed at by the world, the, uh, the scorn, as it were, of the media. Why is the average church and or the average church member living an anemic spiritual life? And again, God replies, neglect of prayer. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when we read of the history of the Church in the days of the Apostles, as it is recorded by Luke in the Acts of the Apostles, what do we find? We find a story of constant victory, a story of perpetual progress. In spite of the persecution that took place, the Church uh, was making progress in, in ways that we cannot even understand today. And so we read, for example, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 47. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 4. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. Acts chapter 5 and verse 14. More and more men and women believed the Lord and were added to their number. And Acts chapter 6 and verse 7. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many other Jewish priests were converted. And Acts chapter 2 and verse, verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. It is quite evident that the early church was a praying church. It was a church in which they prayed not merely occasionally, but they devoted themselves to prayer. They all prayed, not a select few, not just the deacons and deaconesses in the church, but the whole membership of the church prayed. There is nothing else in which you and I have departed more from the apostolic precedent than in the matter of prayer. Mm-hmm. We do not live a live in a prayer or in a praying age. Mm-hmm. We live in an age of hustle and bustle, of man's efforts, of man's confidence in himself and in his own power to achieve things. All right. We live in an age of human organization, human scheming, and human achievement. I think it is safe to say that the Church of Christ was never in all of its history so skillfully and so thoroughly organized as it is today in the United States and in Western Europe. And yet there is the constant decline. And all you have to do is to read... The statistics of the past 40 years, past 40 or 60 years, the mainline denominations have lost um, at least 40% of their members. And I saw a report uh, recently that um, in another uh, four or five decades, some of these denominations will be out of business. And yet, in spite of what we are seeing here in the United States, The church is growing by leaps and bounds in Latin America, in Africa, and Southeast Asia. It seems to me that what we need more than anything else today is more Christians on their knees before God. Prayer has as much power today as it ever had. God has not changed and his ear is just as quick to hear the voice of his people, and his hand is just as long and strong to save as ever before. Prayer is the key that unlocks all the storehouses of God's infinite grace and power. Prayer can do anything God can do. No one can stand against the Christian who knows how to pray, And who really prays earnestly to God. But let me be more specific. And there are three points that I want to make today about prayer. Number one, prayer promotes spiritual growth and personal holiness. Prayer promotes spiritual growth and personal holiness. Prayer strengthens our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It promotes our individual growth into the likeness of his Son, as almost nothing else then that we can do, except perhaps the study of the Word of God. You see these two things, prayer and the study of the Scriptures, always go hand in hand. For there is no true prayer without the study of the word of God to see what God has promised to do for us as children. Amen. And there is no true study of the word of God without prayer because when you study the word of God, it will motivate you to pray and to talk to God. All right. Other things being equal, your growth and mine into the likeness of our Lord Jesus Christ will be in exact proportion to the time and the effort to be put into prayer in Ephesians chapter one and verse and verse three, the we have here the introduction to Paul's prayer, uh, which uh, we see uh, we have here in the outline. Where Paul says, "All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ it means that Jesus Christ by his death resurrection and an ascension to the right hand of the father has obtained for every believer in Christ every possible spiritual blessing that we that we need there's no spiritual blessing that any believer enjoys that may not be ours today. It belongs to us now. Christ purchased it by his death, and God has provided it in him. It is there for us, but we have to claim it, and God's appointed way of claiming his blessings is by prayer. Prayer is a hand that brings the blessings that God has already provided in his Son. We cannot receive God's rich blessings without spending time with him in prayer. Amen. I recall an old hymn which we seldom sing today. In fact, it's not in our new hymnal, but I found it in the, in the red hymnal. And um, it's, on, it's, it's number one, 353, which says, Take Time to Be Holy some of you will remember that but in verse 2 it says take time to be holy the world rushes on spend much time in secret with Jesus alone by looking to Jesus like him thou shalt be thy friends in thy conduct his likeness shall see it takes time to be holy One cannot be holy in a hurry. And much of the time that it takes to be holy must be spent in secret prayer. Mm -hmm. Some people express surprise that professing Christians today are so little like their Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But when we stop to think how little time the average Christian spends in prayer, the thing that should astonish us is... Not that we are so little like our Lord, but that we are so much like him when we spend so little time in his presence in prayer. Not only will prayer promote spiritual growth and personal holiness, but secondly, prayer will bring the power of God into our life and work. Prayer will bring the power of God into our life and work. In Isaiah... Chapter 40, in verse 31, in the New Living Translation, 2nd edition, it says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. This is the privilege of every child of God to have the power of God in serving him, in doing the work that he calls us to do. Whether whatever it is that we do in the church or outside, God has provided for for us the ability, the gifts, the power to do the work to which he has called us. And sometimes we are asked to do a service for the Lord to take a position in the church. And uh, I hear people say, I don't have the ability. Well, Isaiah tells us how much we can, how we can get the ability that we need to do the job. God wants us to trust in the Lord, says Isaiah. Mm -hmm. The religion of Jesus Christ is a supernatural religion from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And supernatural power is available to us to perform service in the name of Jesus Christ. Paul testified in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. So are you a mother or a father? Do you wish power from God to bring up your children in the training and instruction of the Lord. If any of your children is not saved, it is your solemn duty to pray that they come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But we can never accomplish it unless we are much in prayer to God for that child or for those children. Dr. Rubin Tory, an outstanding evangelist of um, the last century. Tells the story of a fine Christian woman in the first uh, church he pastored who had a son about 12 years old who was a terror in the neighborhood. And one Sunday after the worship service, the mother uh, came to Dr. Tory and said, you know, David... Yes, I, I know him, Dr. Torre replied, because everybody in town knew uh, David. Then she said, You know he's not a very good boy. Yes, Dr. Uh, Torre said, I know he is not a very good boy. And that was a mild way of putting it, for he was really a terror in the neighborhood. Then the heavy-hearted mother said to Dr. Torrey, what shall I do? And Dr. Torrey replied, have you ever tried prayer? Why, she said, of course I pray. That is not what I I mean, said Dr. Torrey. Have you ever asked God definitely to save your son and expect him to do it? I do not think that I have been that specific or definite, she answered. Well, Dr. Dore said, go right home and begin to pray specifically for your son. The mother went home and began to pray specifically for her son's salvation. And before the week was finished, the boy was saved and he grew up to be one of the finest young men in the town. Mothers and fathers, it is your privilege to have all of your children saved, but it costs something to have them saved. It costs spending much time before God in prayer. You cannot just um, get up every morning and uh, attend to what they uh, need to do for the day, look after them, and those things are important. But you need to spend time praying for them, and they need to hear you also praying for them, and they will, and somehow God by His Spirit will allow them to be to be saved in His own time. Are you? Is anyone here having a difficult time on the job? I'm sure there's somebody has a difficult time. Well, take your situation to the Lord in prayer, and trust him to make changes and turn things in your favor. Are you lacking for a job and all the doors seem to be closed? Don't give up. The Lord has power to open closed doors and he will if you go to him earnestly asking for his help. Are you struggling with a personal situation that you don't know what to do about? Well, take the situation to the Lord and ask him for for his guidance. So whatever be your situation today, don't be afraid to ask God's help, to knock on heaven's door, to call upon the Lord, to put your trust and faith in him, and to rely upon God's ability because He's able to do immeasurably more than all that we can ask or imagine according to the power, his power that's at work within us. But the third point is prayer will advance the work of God's kingdom. Prayer will advance the work of God's kingdom. The prayer that God delights to answer is the one that advances his work in the world, the building of his kingdom, the building of his church. When God's people unite in prayer because they are concerned about the progress of Christ's church, God will answer with miracles. In my 36 years here as pastor, I have seen miracle after miracle in answer to the praise of God's people. We could not have achieved the things that we have done uh, over these years without God making the impossible possible for us. There is power in the prayer of a single individual, but there is far greater power in united prayer by the church, by the people of God. Jesus taught this great truth in Matthew chapter 18, 19, and 20. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth Agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. You see, God delights in the unity of his people. And he does everything in his power to promote that unity which we need to have in prayer. You see, there is power in the prayer of a single believer but there's far more power in the united prayer of two believers. And even greater power in the united prayer of a large group of people. more than a hundred of you have signed up that you are praying that you will pray daily for God's blessing on our church. And I believe that God is going to bless us in ways we cannot even imagine. Because we are in line with, uh, with God's will and purpose for his church. When God's people begin to pray, then heaven is open to us. All right. As a people of God, we have God's power on our side. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what we may be going through, God is still God. Amen. Although the, st- the storms in your life may be fierce, God is still God. Mm-hmm. Although your personal finances may be in a mess, God is still God. Yeah. Although you may be in poor health, God is still God. Although our nation is more divided now than at any time in recent history, God is still God. Although thousands are in the streets protesting the election results, God is still God. Although incivility and disrespect for the values of our Judeo-Christian faith are at an all-time low, God is still God. Although violence seems to cover our land, especially our cities, although you may not understand what is happening in our country, although your situation may be discouraging, although your unpaid bills may keep piling up, although you may be at the end of your rope, although you may be physically exhausted, God is still God. Amen. Although you may have shed a lot of tears recently, God is still God. Although you may have made some wrong decisions, God is still God. Although there seems to be no way out of your dilemma, God is still God. Although your prayers seem to go unanswered, God is still God. And although the devil may be fighting you every step of the way, don't ever forget that God is still God and he will not let you down. And furthermore, don't forget, there is no problem that God cannot solve. There is no situation that God cannot change. There is no hardship that God cannot help you through. There is no sorrow that God cannot comfort. There is no burden that God cannot lift. There there is no crisis that God cannot handle. There is no doubt that God cannot dissolve. There is no hurt that God cannot heal. There is no storm that God cannot calm, and there is no sinner whom God cannot forgive. For God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Brothers and sisters, we have the greatest power available to us, the power of prayer. So let us use it to call on our sovereign and omnipotent God for his help. James says, you do not have because you do not ask God. And uh, the hymn writer reminds us that God never fails. God never fails. He abides in me. He gives me victory. No, God never fails. Just keep the faith and never cease to pray. Just walk upright. Call on him noon, day, or night. He'll be there. He'll be there. There's no need to worry. For God never fails. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street, at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617 617-